0: Ooh, boo,
1: sit, ooh, boo, sit, girl, I'm a doctor. Some
0: bad hat hair, It's a cool story. Get any of that? Not a doctor. Bye. Have a beautiful day. Bremula. Marv. Now we're out. Marv. Now we're out. I made it. Goodbye, everybody. Absolutely. Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast. The Dares to binge-watch, deep dive, and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordas. I'm Damask And today we'll be discussing Only Murders in the Building Season 1 and to do that we are joined by Twitch streamer, podcaster and my <laughs> little brother Liam Gordas. How you doing Liam? <laughs> I'm I'm out of breath because I got up for a second <laughs> to get my jumper <laughs> and I've come back and I was rushing and for some reason I'm mm-hmm. out of breath. I'm it was away. a quick change, quick yeah, change. I was rushing because I was like you started recording. I, needed oh, to okay, to. I didn't sorry. want to waste... Your tape. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> That's with the well, one it. we went straight
1: tape. to tape here. Yeah,
0: 224 gigabytes of free space remaining on my computer. I had to I rush. It. I appreciate it. Do you know how big <laughs> files you get these days? <laughs> uh, do you want to tell everyone what you're doing these days? You've obviously been doing your podcast, but also you've got some other stuff going out don't you? Yeah, so I have my podcast, Shit Dates, where mm-hmm. we talk about all about bad dating experiences. i am um, also been streaming on Twitch a lot for the last six months, mm-hmm. Um and... It's a, been six months already. Uh, yeah, wow, it's crazy. Uh, and we've built a sort of a little community there. It's a lot of fun. I do a lot of like drawing, playing games, D and i I'm called a variety streamer. That's what they call exactly. <laughs> right. That's what they call themselves these days. It's just uh-huh. uh, it's a good term for I don't know what I'm doing. I'll just do anything <laughs> on stream. Uh, in particular, Arcane Arcade has been the big one. You did that yes. a couple of Wednesdays back. Now was your first episode of that, which is a a dungeon, uh, Dungeons & Dragons game that you're DMing, and then you've got yep. the next episode coming up this Wednesday? Yep, this Wednesday. Uh, is this going to come out in time for that? Uh, yep, it certainly will. Yep, fantastic. This Wednesday, <laughs> um, twitch.tv forward slash Liam Draws underscore. Uh, it's, we do it for charity, so every throughout the game, you can donate. For every $5 you donate, it goes to Headspace, um, which is an incredible charity in, in Australia, all about youth mental health, but also... Mm. Um, Every $5 you donate, you can add an advantage or a disadvantage which affects the game and the people playing the game. If you don't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons, that was all gibberish. But (laughs) if you do, it really affects the game. Um, And they're about to fight a dragon. They are about to fight a dragon. I've given you 10 disadvantages, so you it have, it I haven't rolled a dice yet. <laughs> <Because laughs> There's a lot of they, RP. There's a lot of RP. They didn't get one. Oh, I threw so many things at them. They didn't get one. Anyway. What time is Not that? Dark. Australian Daylight Savings Time? Yeah, 7.30 p.m. Australian, 730 PM. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Daylight, daylight S- Savings. ADT. A- yes, correct. Uh, speaking of Twitch, I want to thank everyone again who was... On the joined us on the Twitch stream we did last week for our Ted Lasso season two review, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We will do that again sometime. I also very quickly, just before we get to reviewing Only Murder's in the Building, we're going to be reviewing Squid Game next week. And I particularly, I think, have been feeling a little bit conflicted about covering Netflix stuff with everything that's happening at the moment, uh, in terms of the Dave Chappelle stuff and the response to that, and then. Um, the walkouts from trans employees and people getting fired and stuff. And I felt a little bit icky about the idea of covering that sort of thing. I think we're, we're still going to cover Squid Game and probably Cowboy Bebop before the end of the year, but I just want to put out there that I support everything that people are doing to try and get some change happening at Netflix um, and particularly support anyone who's decided that they don't want to support Netflix anymore. I think that's a very fair and wise choice if you're someone who is unsubscribing which i know some listeners of the show have done i think that's really really fair thing to do and um i'd be interested in anyone's feedback if if they've got any suggestions for what we could or couldn't do around that stuff i don't know how you're feeling about it damask
1: um so i mean i agree with you in a lot of ways i just kind of want to see how it plays out i suppose yeah is the is the thing i want to once you know we've done the walkouts and stuff are happening, um, mm. what kind of moves um, Netflix, the corporation, will do to kind of make amends and write some things? So I'm just kind of gonna just see what happens at this stage.
0: Fair enough. In the meantime, let's get to our spoiler-free review of Only Murders in the Building season one. Let me clue you in. Season in review. Only Murders in the Building is an American mystery comedy television series created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman and premiered on Hulu on August 31, 2021. In Australia, it's streaming on Disney Plus as part of their Stars category, which may be the case around the world. Please check your local guides. The show follows three true crime podcast-obsessed strangers who, after a murder in their affluent Upper West Side apartment building, start their own podcast covering their investigation of the murder. Only Murders in the Building boasts an impressive cast led by Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, and supported by Amy Ryan, Jane Lynch, Tina Fey, Nathan Lane, and... Sting, among others. Season 1 of Only Murders in the Building consists of 10 episodes, each coming in around 32 minutes, and took us approximately 5 hours and 20 minutes to watch. In September of 2021, the series was renewed for a second season. So before we get to our review of Only Murders in the Building Season 1, I wanted to ask you both, are you fans of Murder Mystery Show's true crime docos and particularly true crime podcasts, Liam? Uh, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> um, also, check your local guides. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, check your newspaper to find out where, where this stream is. TV <laughs> guide to do it, cover it right. These uh, days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The TV guide. Can I get the TV week, please? <laughs> um, yes, I I have watched, I mean, talking of Netflix, I have watched every basically every single true crime documentary mm. there is on that platform, plus the ones on other platforms. I've. Listen to all the serial. I've big, I was a big fan of um, uh, Making a Murderer. Mm. Mm. Um, also, oh, yeah, we covered that too. Yeah, uh, I, I was a really big fan of my favorite murder for a very long time until it just got, it just felt like the same thing over and over again. Um, mm. yeah, big fan. And also, when it comes to like murder mystery TV, love a, tr- a, a crime television show, love a crime film like. Knives Out was one of my favourite movies in the last couple of years. Um, I've always wanted to write a murder mystery film. So, yes, to answer your question. Do you ask? Same Mm. question.
1: Uh, I'm a huge true crime podcast fan. I was just going through my (laughs) podcast app and every second one is kind of some kind of investigative, like, what, what crime? Who knew what when? Kind of stuff. I fucking love it. In fact, you know, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, two of the franchises of Real Housewives this season are taking a true crime path, which is extremely exciting that I can, like, combine two of my favourite things um, and I can't wait because I also, you know, listen to an amazing Real Housewives podcast and so there's elements of now true crime in that podcast as well, which is great. Um, I love, yeah, I love The Jinx and was it the, The Staircase? Yep back when you could only find it in random sections on YouTube, mm. um, all that kind of, I, I, I don't know. It's all very morbid and I think we have a deeper understanding of um, what it means to be a victim and what side are we choosing to tell and stuff. So I think I'm more like, yeah, aware of that stuff but I, yeah, I still like to know where the darkness comes from I don't know why, but it's it's a morbid fascination. I also love, you know, shows like American Vandal, which yeah really yeah. kind of pulled that apart, but also was like a love letter to True Crime as well. Um, mm-hmm. one of my favourite Netflix shows ever made. It's just such good quality. Um, if anyone's a true crime fan, they Amer- definitely Vandal- need to watch it.
0: American Vandals is a good thing to bring up here in comparison to I mean, when, I don't know if we talk about reviewing this just yet, but in comparison to what they were both trying to sort of do. Yes. Mm. And two different ways of doing it. Yes. um, And yeah. Uh, <laughs> listener of the show, GJ Corbin brought that up. Actually, just before we went to air, I was asking on Twitter for people to send some comments through and they put through that particular comparison. Uh, mm. I hadn't thought of it yet, but it is a really, really important one, I think. In a similar way, um, I think... Um, uh. Knives Out is a bit like that as well, Mm. where they're both trying to take existing genres of storytelling, one, the documentary style, true crime, and one more the the typical Agatha Christie murder mystery and like deconstruct them and comment on them as well as being a love letter to them, Mm -hmm. Mm. which I think is really particularly... If you can do that well, it's it's a very, very powerful thing, I think. Um, And so in terms of what I like... I, de- I guess I do like mystery murder mystery shows. I don't watch a whole lot of them. Like, I certainly don't watch Procedurals. I don't watch Bones or Castle every week or anything like that. You know what I mean? But I don't dislike them, if that makes sense. In terms of movies, yeah, the one that comes to mind is Knives Out. In terms of true crime docos, yes, The Jinx, uh, Making a Murderer, great examples of shows that I've really enjoyed along the way. And then when it comes to podcasting, I haven't listened to that much, Um, I did listen to some stuff around, uh, what was the California, the Golden State Killer stuff Mm. when Mm. that was all happening, which was particularly fascinating. But Serial Season 1 is really the one that I have fully invested in completely. Coming into that season, that series maybe, and I particularly mean Season 1. Um about halfway through and jumping on when everyone was jumping on and staying mm-hmm. up all night listening to catch up. Like and being was scared? Like I remember being in the house by yeah. myself oh. and listening to the
1: latest episode and it would I would be scared. I was like, when's yeah. Broad coming home?
0: I could not <laughs> sleep. It was nice where I couldn't sleep. Yeah. yeah. It was intense, but you really wanted to be mm. there at the forefront of it. Like it was yeah. it was a real moment in time. But I've never really recaptured that as much since serial, though obviously it's From Serial, not to say that Serial was the first, but from Serial, that genre of podcasting has blown up, no Mm. doubt, since. All right. With all that in mind, Liam, would you like to give your spoiler-free review of Only Murders in the Building Season 1? Sure thing. I haven't written this down, but here's, here's some thoughts. Only Murders in the Building is, on paper, sounds like a great show with a great cast and a great premise. And ultimately... For me, only murders, only, murders, only murders in the building felt like trash, but I liked it. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Like, I don't think overall, I think it's a well-produced show. The writing left something to be like left. Oh, I don't know what I'm to to say. Left to be desired. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there were moments where it were really funny, and I really enjoyed the writing. I think. As a, as a show that I could just put on and not have to think about, I enjoyed, but a show that wants you to think about what's going on and is like, you know, there's this big mystery and everything. I think it just fell flat in that regard. Um, great performances from everybody. I actually really enjoyed Selena Gomez in this. Um, I never really enjoy. I've never really watched much with her before, but I really enjoyed her in this, but um, yeah, it's it's a tough one because it's, it's on one hand, I really enjoyed it. On the other hand, I, from a technical point of view, I was watching it going, I don't enjoy this. And it's like, <laughs> I'm in this weird middle ground with it where I don't know which way I'm falling at the moment. Let's talk about it so I can decide. Damas.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. So I got to say, this is probably one of the cutest shows about murder that I've ever seen. Um, I don't know if I found the mystery interesting or particularly innovative. Uh, What I do know is that I had a lot of fun watching the show week to week. I think 90% of that is Martin Short, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez hanging out together. You know, I couldn't get enough of that. Everything Martin Short says is hilarious. He's by far the best character and without a doubt an absolute comedic genius. Obviously, we all know that. Uh, Steve Martin has the sweetest energy of any man on the planet. All those people that think Tom Hanks is the nicest guy in Hollywood can suck my dick. (laughs) Steve Martin (laughs) for the win. Um, And I'm both like, (laughs) I'm both envious and so happy for Selena Gomez to have the opportunity to work with those guys and have some fun making a really quality show. Obviously, I, I was too old, but I used to watch her on Wizards of Waverly Place um, and she's done like a couple like teen movies and stuff. Oh, Princess Protection Program. It's another one I watched. (laughs) It was truly terrible. That was her and um, Demi Lovato. Terrible film. So it was really nice to kind of see her be able to be in something like this with people of that caliber. Like fucking hell. Um, So this show is very, very silly the murder doesn't actually hold much weight. We don't really know the victim. Um, and I think this helps the show veer away from being super depressing or gross, I guess. It never feels like that much of a tragedy that this person is dead. They just kind of don't dwell on it. They're like, you know what? We're going to have fun with these three characters. Don't look too long at it, etc., etc. Because the emotional investment in the show comes from the budding friendship of, you know, three lonely misfits who each have a deep passion for true crime. You know, you take three people who are incredibly lonely and haunted by their individual past. You give them a hobby and that hobby that suits them best is, of course, investigating the life of a stranger who was also lonely and haunted by the past. It's a silly premise that's used to explore character more than shock you with its twists and turns. And I was I was totally fine with that. Uh, the world building of the show is pretty good. Um, we have an array of kooky characters that live in the building And each helps set the tone. I kept watching it and thinking, it feels like a novella, like some kind Mm. of short story. Mm -hmm. And I really kind of enjoyed that. It's it's definitely not perfect, but every week it felt like a warm hug. And yeah, I had a good time.
0: All right. So, before we went to air, I put a a message out on Twitter. I only gave... The listeners and people following us on Twitter, 25 minutes to respond. So, sorry, Steve, if you missed out on that one. You said you uh, afterwards that you uh, your thoughts lost the ether. My bad. I'll put them in off-topic hot top. if you want to include them. Anyway, G.J. Corbin did write in and they said, Only Murders in the building is cute. It's not particularly funny or very intriguing of a mystery and does nothing all that interesting with its premise. But solid chemistry between actors and a decent enough script leads to a shallow but enjoyable show. And honestly, I think they've pretty much nailed my thoughts. I think on
1: we've it. all said the same thing. <laughs> pretty yeah. much, so far, yeah. I think
0: generally it's okay. It's fine. It's decent enough. I guess where I've struggled is I watch the pilot early on I think when it first came out even I basically left the rest of the series we've got a million shows to watch for the podcast so stuff gets pushed to the side I came back to it this week and I watched over the course of a week a couple of episodes at a time which wasn't a bad way to watch it I must say uh, but what I noticed in the in the month or two this was on was there was all this hype around it yeah. people just couldn't stop talking about how good the show was I guess I don't really understand why it, there was so much hype I think it's again as I said it's fine but I don't think it's really deserving of the sort of praise it's been getting that's one of the best shows of the year. I think what it does well is that it's mo- it's most fun when it's playing with the true crime podcast tropes. You know, the theme song that deliberately invokes the serial theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of Tina Fey's podcaster of Cinder Caning, which is so much like Sarah Koenig. Like when I made that little connection as a, someone who cares about serial, that made me giggle a little bit. The Squarespace ad at the end of one episode that (laughs) when she's podcasting and like all those things, if you're a fan of that genre in particular, podcasting, they're nice little jokes, but it doesn't go particularly far with that beyond just sort of being cute with the idea. Um, which is what GJ also said. They said, uh, comparing it to American Vandal, there's just so much left to be desired, which is what you said, mm-hmm. Liam. So I think a lot of people have very similar thoughts on this, at least people that we know in our community. Uh, and there are some very fun performances. Martin Short I in particular mm. shine for me. I mm. thought he was just having lots of fun with the character of Oliver Putnam and was generally the highlight of any scene that he was in. Uh, you know, his phrasing, deliver- delivery, but also his physical comedy, which has always he's, been a part of what he's he does. Always always.
1: Always in, he's always the best. Always. He's always the best. It's
0: funny. I don't really think I've seen heaps of Martin Short. I remember he had a part... Was Martin Short in, like, Arrested Development for an episode or two at one stage as well? Was that Martin Short? I feel like it was... Um, Probably. I he, I'm trying to remember. Seems uh, was like something he would have been in. Yeah, yeah I, I think I remember feeling like, oh, this might be a comedian who's a little bit past their time now and maybe, or maybe I didn't get the bit he was doing. But this, he, he proved to me in Only I Merse mean, in the Building that I had misjudged that and he has still got not just a lot to offer, he's still an incredible talent. And Tina Fey I thought was really great casting for the role of Cindy Caning as well. I thought that was a perfect role for her. Where I struggled is... The pointedness
1: the sh- on the word struggled is really scaring me, but go on.
0: I don't think I was entertained, not as entertained as the premise or the talent of the show promises. I think at its best, at my best, I was amused. Uh, at its worst, it did have some moments where I thought it was just downright bad with some bad writing and odd structure or logical plot holes. And I know it's a comedy, but there was enough emphasis on the murder that it wanted you to to care about the murder and to be invested in the mystery. I don't think it did a particularly good job there. Some perfect examples of, like, bad writing. There's an episode where they're in a, in a car and, like, there are two characters that are talking the entire time. They're catching up on their past and they're going and solving a mystery of what this note means and they get to the place. And the one character turns around and says, actually, don't go in there. I don't want you to. I'm just sick of this whole Mm. thing. It's like, you guys have been together for about 10 minutes in a fucking car and the entire time you were helping this other character out, why the... like? I just didn't understand... None of that logical character stuff was happening. It, It felt really, really clunky and put together. The pacings and the structure of the episodes, I think it thought... Early on, I just kept thinking these episodes don't feel particularly well like structured, I didn't. it came out of the episode and it kind of felt like you were giving me another piece of the puzzle, but I didn't care all that much about what the story of that episode was for that character. It didn't nail like, like if you do a three-act structure, set up an idea, sometimes they did this for characters and sometimes they got to the end of the episode, I'm like, oh, it's over. They didn't really get to that place that I thought they were going to get to with this week's story moment. Um, Just things like that. And there's a logical thing that happens in one episode involving a police officer that we'll get to in spoilers that like blew my mind that the show was willing to do that and it just I it just frustrated me no end. The biggest problem for me though was that I just, it just sort of missed the mark on the character work. I often got what the show was going for, I know what it wanted me to feel and I did want to feel it too but I just didn't. I kind of wish it Uh, I wish I felt more, I think the reason I didn't is because I didn't feel like the characters necessarily felt all that much. There was a lot of lip service to ideas of loneliness and regret and so on, but I don't know if much of that was really on the screen. In the end, when you mix in the best bits with the show with the worst, it still equates to something okay, but there is undoubtedly a clunk to this show. A simultaneous stiffness paradoxically coupled with a sloppiness. Simply put, it is lesser than the sum of its parts.
1: That was the grossest description of the
0: show.
1: <laughs> it's just a bit stiff and sloppy. <laughs>
0: and, then, and then he went and he kept the slur because he's like slimply put. <laughs> <laughs> and you better keep that in. You better not edit no, that out. That's amazing. Fine. But I do. I, I think it, it is lesser than some of its parts in a little way. And my takeaway question is: if some of the excitement around this show was because Steve Martin and Martin Short were doing something together again, and people were just really excited to see that, I don't blame them for that. But I wonder whether some people maybe had more time or enjoyed the show more, enjoyed the show more because they were just h- happy to see those two together again. I don't know if anyone feels that.
1: Yeah, of possibly. course, that's what's happening. Yeah, and Brad. that's fine. I don't think I, anyone. I, I,
0: don't, I don't know if like I I agree that some people might have that, but mm. I didn't have like a uh, nostalgia of these two being together mm. again. I just enjoyed them together because they're chemistry is yeah. amazing and well, they, they clearly the work thing. so well yeah. together
1: they're so good I mean I do have nostalgia like Three Amigos is one of my favorite comedy films it's so fucking good I recently re-watched it I don't know like last year or the year before or something it's just one of those rare comedy films that you know is full of men but holds up <laughs> because yeah. that is their sense of humor like that's quite wholesome but really quick-witted and just beautiful kind of characterizations and stuff. So I was really excited to see them back together again. Um, But I also just think it's, even if, yeah, like Liam was saying, if you don't have that history, the two of them together, it's just really wonderful to see.
0: And with the addition of Selena Gomez as well, who knew that that was going to work so well, that just gelled. Just mm. a live update. Steve did get back just in time, Steve. Well done. Okay, sometimes it's a little forced, but on the whole, I'm loving the chemistry. And to be honest, Selena Gomez is a revelation. <laughs> I was dimly aware of her before as someone who's inexplicably famous for being famous, I guess. But she's pretty damn good in this role. There you go. So She
1: is not famous for being
0: famous. No, I disagree with that. But maybe people who aren't aware of her backpack catalogue feel mm. that way. That they know Selena Gomez because she's Selena Gomez, not because... Yeah. of her previous catalogue of stuff. Steve, that makes you sense. ignorant bitch. Steve also says, I confess I haven't finished the series, so this is one I'll be saving the deep dive section until afterwards, but so far it does seem to live up to the hype. So Steve, a little bit uh, happy with this show than maybe the rest of us are. Uh, final score out of five stars. Liam, what would you give this out of five? I'm going to give it a three. I think three is, it's not shit, <laughs> but it's not, you know, high top it's of my great. list. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. three is the perfect number for this. Mask.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it 3.5. I had a really good time. I love the cast. I feel like it's something that I will rewatch when I'm really hungover and I'm feeling sorry for myself. Like, I just mm-hmm. think it's going to be a really good comfort watch. Um, yeah, I had a really good time and I'm definitely going to come back for season two.
0: Uh, I am also going to give it a three. Which is ultimately the same score I gave The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and What If this year. Both shows that had high highs and low lows or were just kind of whatever the entire way through. Uh, at some time, t- times, I was tempted to give it a 2.5, um, but it, when it frustrated me, I can get, maybe I just get easily frustrated by things. You know, I'm the su- I'm the hypercritical one here sometimes. Um, but ultimately, I do think it's decent enough. I went back and rewatched the pilot afterwards. And like, yeah, this, this is an okay show. <laughs> it's decent. I'll give it a three.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: Before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to ask everyone who enjoys the show to please review us on Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show to grow more than by throwing five stars and maybe a couple of nice words
0: our way. And to sweeten the deal, if we reach 25 written reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will finally review Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1.
1: You know what? I don't even want to review that anymore. Um, the fact that we've practically begged people <laughs> for years, I'm getting bitter about it.
0: I like but. the reverse psychology. This is good. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. yeah, I don't even want to. Um, <laughs> we would also love you to share Hunting Seasons with anyone in your life that watches way too much TV, which is probably everyone, Um, So yeah, share, like, subscribe, whatever people say these days.
0: Next week, we'll be back with our review of Squid Game Season 1. If you'd like to contribute to our discussion of Squid Game, or if you have any thoughts on Only Murders in the Building, you can write to us or send us an audio recording that we may include on a future episode to contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com or find us on Twitter at HuntingSCast, which is exactly what GJ and Steve did this week. But right now, let's talk spoilers for Only Murders in the Building Season 1.
1: You're now entering the spoiler
0: zone. Spoiler warning. From here on, we'll be discussing everything that happens in season one of Only Murders in the Building. Before listening any further, we recommend watching all of Only Murders in the Building up to this point. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You You have been been warned.
1: Deep Dive. It's cool to know other people think about this
0: stuff too. I'll be honest, guys. I'm not sure I've got a heap to say about this, which is interesting considering it's a murder mystery show and is a mm. character-focused show as well. I'm surprised mm. I don't have more to say. I think that kind of uh, leans into my overall thoughts in the show, which is it's, it's, a, it's a little more shallow than maybe it, it could be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about the mystery overall? Was it a good mystery? Was it fair? Did you figure out the killer, any of that sort of stuff? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I figured out the killer in the first episode. Wow. And she wasn't even in the episode. And that's why. Because her name was in the opening credits. Ah, uh, okay. And right. she wasn't in the first episode. I'm like, okay. Like if you're gonna put someone in the opening credits, this on it like and from that moment I'm like, this is the killer. And that ruined it. For me, because there was no, didn't feel like I feel like there should have been a twist or something, because mm. that person wasn't in would the be credits. Would it have been more sus if they didn't? If Amy Ryan showed up and they didn't have her in the credits? No, if she was, ha- yes, it would have been more sus if she showed up and she was in the credits. But maybe just wait until she's in the episodes before you start. Exactly. To it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. You could do that all the time in TV. Mm. What you, he already listens. There's, there could have been a point where they saw her. Like he just noticed her or something walking mm. past because to, you know, to show that this is going to be a relationship that Steve Martin's character is going to have. Was Nathan person, Lane
1: you know? in the credits, the opening credits?
0: No. I don't think I knew Nathan Lane was in the show until yeah, he exactly. showed up. Mm. That one scene was like, holy shit. Exactly. Yeah. right. Exactly. My point more proven by this, <laughs> like this character is clearly going to be a very big part of the show enough mm. to be in the opening credits. Like, Almost like, I think it was like fourth or fifth bill in the opening credits. Right. And it's yeah. like, and b- below. This is unnaturally the, high. Yeah, unnaturally high. Um, and it, it, that may be me just reading into that, but I was right. I mean, that's, I that is part yeah. of how these shows work though. Unfortunately, if you've Unfortunately, got any familiarity, yeah. this happens all the time. When you've watched enough TV, you start to pick up on things like that. I remember watching Dexter and figuring out who the murderer was based on the fact that a character that shouldn't have had lines. The show was lines. called Dexter. No, that gives it away straight away. <laughs> Dexter season <laughs> three, I want to say, there was this person that was. I don't actually want to say what the killer was. People might consider a spoiler. I might be catching up before Dexter New Blood. I think New at Blood. this point, yeah, no, Dexter New Blood's <laughs> coming up. But in season two or three, I think it was three. Season three. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. There was, yeah, and there was a character that got, that wouldn't normally get lines. the machete sort of, killer? That's the killer. That's, which one? That's called, it's called the machete yeah, killer. Yeah, the machete killer. Correct. And there was a character that got lines in an episode. I'm like, oh, they're the killer. Yeah. They're obviously the killer. Mm. And you've just- Honestly, since, you season, said that, since you've said that to me, I have been so ultra aware of people who have lines in TV shows based on, like, if I watch a- if I watch a TV show, it comes on and like character has a line who isn't usually in the show, yeah, going to be mm. very involved. As like that's that honestly, you broke the glass ceiling <laughs> in that. In, broke it, the, glass the glass ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> that's not what broke I meant. The glass ceiling. Sorry. So let me say that again. again. <laughs> Sorry. I was you shattered. You shattered the illusion for Thank me. You. Yeah. There, there we go. go. Uh, broke sure. the glass ceiling. <laughs> Uh, Brod well, is
1: famous on this podcast for breaking through that glass ceiling. <laughs> well done, Brod. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry.
0: I've mean, been watching a lot of Love Island, and they get all their metaphors wrong. Yeah, that's, that's, um, brilliant. that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. That I'll um, be
1: honest. I didn't notice Amy Ryan's name in the credits. I didn't, I didn't notice either. anyone's name because as soon as that music started, I was just bopping. I was like, this is a this is a I'm tune that's like on that that's perfect for like what their you know true crime stuff. I was like, this is a jam. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: the music in the show is great, and it does, mm. like you said earlier, bro. It does uh, invoke. invoke the serials. Like it's mm. so close. E- episode so two, much. they do the the ting, ding ding yeah. ting, yeah. build up, but the, it builds up into the rest of the theme. And I was yeah. like, it was at that point, it was just like, oh, it's serial reference. I totally get it now. Yeah, because it's oh boy, if I ever hear that serial theme, Actually, I mean, minute, I, like,
1: I feel like it pops in my head all the time. Which I don't know if it's like somehow I'm cursed and I will be murdered one day. Like I'm just walking around with a the serial <laughs> theme in the back of my head. But it's such a good theme.
0: I need yeah, to make so that my good. ringtone again. In Bojack Horseman, yeah. um, was it... <laughs> I, I think it was Diane had... Diane, yeah. <laughs> Diane had the serial like, theme. I'm, I'm sericating and uh, you're getting a message. And, the, and yeah. you, this is, and this <laughs> is your <laughs> phone ringing or something <laughs> like that. Oh, yeah. I need to make that my, phone, my ringtone Brilliant. again. It was so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I didn't guess the mystery like how she did it or anything. But as mm. I honestly that that ruined it a little bit for me. Seeing that and going, okay. And if it hadn't have turned out to be her, I wouldn't have been upset. I would have been like, oh, you know, she's just in there because she's, you know, she's a big name in terms mm. of who she in like, you know, her back catalogue and stuff. But like because it she did turn out to be the murderer, mm. I was like, oh, that really that kind of ruined it for me. But I mean it may I'm I might be very I might be on my own here yeah in terms
1: of, I just don't think yeah. I was invested in the mystery at all which somehow yeah. didn't affect my ability to enjoy the show I guess like you know it depends what you're coming for the to the show for um, I would have loved like a really cool mystery being like what's gotta happen next um, which I didn't feel I was just happy to be hanging out with those people I suppose but yeah obviously at a certain point this new What's her name? Jan is on the scene. I'm like, oh well, she's definitely. She's very likely that she's going to be the killer at the end. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all that stuff.
0: And the way she's like pointing different directions and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Throughout it, like the one that to annoyed
0: them... me, the, the thing that annoyed me was when um Oliver and Mabel started just deciding that she was the worst. Um, I was like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. She's not being that annoying. In fact, she's being perfectly reasonable. She's. Like, and they started being annoying towards him, like, they're only doing this so they, at the end, they can say, oh, we had a feeling about you the entire time, sort of thing. It was like, it wasn't until later no, and then she I started to point think... back towards the guy with the cat. I was like, oh, that's the first bad thing she's actually said that's made her annoying. Every other time they did it when she brought baked goods it was being no, supportive. That, but, that was more, but that was more of a comment on them, yeah, especially Martin Short's yeah. character and his reaction to not wanting to let other people... In the part group, Yeah, you know, he's he's yeah, yeah. he's been selfish. That's what it was, it was yeah. more a comment on their character than it was on her being actually annoyed. Yeah,
1: yeah, hundred percent. I agree, with Liam. Really
0: yeah, because it, that happens a few times in the show, and then it's, also it's
1: showing that they're jerks is exactly, what it's doing. and
0: also and also it shows the hypocrisy with it when he when uh, Martin Shaw character brings oh is that Oliver's character's name? Yeah, yeah. Oliver brings in the true crime fans in episode six. I think so. It? But then but then she did start doing dumb things after that. It's like then sure, she when she like, pointed back towards the cat guy that, I was like, yeah. Oh, that is a dumb thing. Now Look, that, she's doing something. Absolutely, annoying, but dumb. but I I don't think their initial response without any was without reason. It's just their own stupid reason. You know what I mean? Like it's their own thoughts. Yeah. Um I think it was episode four. I was like, ah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Jan that's the killer. I have, no, I have no theory as to why. I was like, is she the mom of the girl who got pushed off the building in the flashbacks, something like that? Like, mm. i got no idea what the reason is. But it was that just like, I've watched enough of these things to know that this person who's going to get close to the group and particularly close to one person, which is going to make mm. it heartbreak when they turn out to be the killer or is going to be the killer. She was just a big enough name for a role that was too small for what she was doing sort of thing. It, it was like, yeah, it, wasn't, it just fits. It wasn't, ultimately, it wasn't a very inventive, like uh What's the word innovative. what's particularly intriguing in, or was, like you yeah no, not very inve- innovative, yeah, in terms of a mystery no show, mm. which you sort of now that there's been so many mystery shows, you sort of want something or we talk about this knives out being a and also um American vandal being yeah. a comment and a you know and a also a love letter, a comment, but also building on that idea. Mm. this was obviously trying to be a love letter to a serial or. Yeah, I, also I don't even love letter maybe, is, is the word. I, I don't think it is a love letter. I think it no. was references to that. It was I like it, the setting was of, it, but not a love letter I too.
1: think it's probably more just like, you know, a modern American Midsummer Murder episode, like show. Like that's mm. kind of what it was doing. Obviously that has elements of true crime to kind of give character motivation and stuff. But that's kind of like, because I, you know, you watch an episode of Midsummer Murders you know who fucking does it. It's very clear who's doing it. Those shows are not particularly um, shocking or twisty and turny. I mean, they try to be. That's kind of part of the fun. But we all know they what also, we're doing there.
0: Those shows or any they other procedural, though. Those shows and any other procedural, you know the end of the mystery at the end of the f- episode, though. It's like yeah. when it's one that's stretched out over an entire season, mm. you, you, you are, and especially when it's coming out weekly like you are they're trying to leave breadcrumbs for you to figure it out or and red herrings and stuff like that like once you build it up over the course of 10 episodes i think you are building to a certain expectation that the mystery is going to be particularly compelling or the or the answer is going to be compelling and it just it wasn't at least with yeah. the midsummer's murder it's like yeah you might figure it out in the first 10 minutes but then you've done it, and you move on to the next one, next episode. Mm. Like, mm. and that's what normal procedurals do. Like, if you watch an episode of Criminal Minds, or you watch an episode. Yeah, of... Yeah, I guess Ghost I just didn't like feel that.
1: like this huge. Just with the tone of the show, I didn't expect it to be super twisty turny. I don't know why. I just like. But they were but the acting like did it. it. Yeah,
0: the show was acting like it was. Yeah, yeah that's the problem. Well, like, yeah, the totally.
1: Time. The characters thought it.
0: No, the was. show did. The, the show. show would leave you with cliffhangers at the end of episodes. They would put them mm. in the back of a van at the end of an episode, or they have, would, have, and then, and then suddenly at the start of the ne- next episode, they're out of the van and back at the house. No, it's no, like, they like, were no, still in the van. They were still in the van, but it took mm. them two. Like it took. Five minutes for them to be not in non danger anymore. Exactly right. Or uh, you would have the bit where you flash forward three months or whatever it is to see Tina Fey's character talking about only murderers in the building. Like, <laughs> they were constantly trying to build up, like, what does this mean? You'll have to wait and find out. What does this mean? This is a twist. And, mm. like, at the f- end of the first episode, which was probably the most effective one, was finding out that Mabel knew Tim Kono. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then the show never repeated that on any level that was particularly compelling, I didn't think. Um, it did it once, and it tried to do it again and again and again, and mm. it couldn't live up to the first one. Do you think this show is maybe three or four years too late? Like, in I just terms don't think it's as clever as it think it is. Jumping on the whole idea of, you know, l- referencing heavily things like Serial. If this show came out around the same time that American Vandal came out when I, I like, think living the in the hut. shadow of American Vandal is a big problem and knives out. It's like, yeah. you've had two, mm, yeah. two fantastic mm. deconstruction slash entries into this genre. This is a sillier version of it, but still trying to be compelling. Like, I, I, while, while I agree the mystery wasn't the bit I was enjoying the most, that was mostly because they just weren't pulling it off. Mm, and so mm-hmm. it was, thank goodness, the chemistry of the performances was there, because yeah. that was the bit that you did enjoy. Yeah. Maybe if it came out before those other things did it, it, I would have found it overall better. But yeah, compared to American Vandal or Knives Out, it just doesn't compare. Um, I, I mean, what does, specific- really? Oh, no, they're, they're both yeah, incredible. They're incredible.
1: Yeah, they're incredible. But yeah, no, uh, I, I maybe, see what you say.
0: that's what you mean by timing. Yeah. yeah. You, I know we're going to talk about specific carriages and stuff. Can I talk about a specific, specific episode? Yes. Sure. Um, the episode, I can't remember what number it is, but we all know what the episode in, is the boy in uh, six B. The boy in a six B. Yeah, the, it, yeah. The, the boys in six episode B. Episode seven. Please. The boy from six B. The boy. The boy from six B. That episode, I hated it. <laughs> it, it was. It felt like to me. It felt like to me a bunch of people went in the room and went. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do a silent episode. You know, it didn't felt feeling in innovative at all to me. It felt like a look at us, we're doing a whole episode where no one talks. And in terms of the story, it kind of made sense to put it through his perspective. But when he wasn't in the room, there was no reason character-wise for these characters to be doing what they were doing. To the point where if you have watched the show before watching that episode, any of the other episodes, they have been in the same situations and they were talking the whole fucking time. They went to a memorial for Tim Kono and they were talking the whole fucking time, but they went to a, (laughs) they went to a funeral home where they didn't know anybody and they were going to sit there and be quiet. They have broken into people's houses and they were yelling around the room, (laughs) but they break into this house and they're not going to talk because, and it's just, it's so frustrated me because the motivation for them doing what they're doing in this episode made zero sense, but it, It made sense for the idea of this being a silent episode, but it made zero sense for the characters. And the writing in that episode frustrated me so much. And and the fact they were going, look how good we are by doing a silent episode really annoyed me. And also the dancing stuff in... I could sort of see that working for the stuff between Jan and Steve Martin's character. I can't remember Steve Martin's character's name. Charles. Charles. Between Jan and Charles... That sort of made sense, but at to an extent, it kind of made sense. But, I don't then, remember the dancing stuff. stuff. What are you talking it's about? It's like they, they started dancing. They're having a date. They're oh. having a date, and then they did the Scrabble. But weeks. then, but like they're like that seemed like an excuse for them to not be talking because they had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. They weren't off doing investigations or anything or trying to be quiet. It's like, hey, look, we're making these guys quiet in the moment because it's sexy or something. It did, that whole episode made me so angry, and I. And I, I don't know if my mom is going to, our mom's going to listen to this, but she messaged me saying, have you watched the new episode yet? Cause my mom was obsessed with talking to me about this show, which is great. And mm. I have enjoyed it. Right. It was a really good thing to connect with. Um, She messaged me like, this is really good. Like you should see the new episode. And I watched it. And I'm like, I can see why you liked it Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you I didn't like it. It was enjoyable, but it's like it, so many things. I wasn't going to get in a conversation and ruin that for somebody. Does that make sense? Mm. Like where, where I could help come in here and talk about how much I hated that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Damascus, do you have any particular thoughts on that episode?
1: Um, I mean, I think all of your concerns and I'm going to say fury, Liam, um, <laughs> yeah, is no, somewhat. Yeah, I get. I get what you're saying. Certainly didn't bother me the way it bothered you. Um, yeah, obviously there were many circumstances where like. Well, normally they would be talking here, it was but, contrived they, time but they're choosing not to talk because they have made the decision to for it to be a a non-speaking episode. That was fine. I was like, oh, this is this is cute. It's a bit fun, a bit silly. The 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 lengths that they're going to to not allow them to talk, but it definitely didn't bother me. No, it was it was fine. I didn't it didn't I didn't mind it. I was like, sure, if this what you want to do as creators, you want to have this episode, sure, whatever.
0: I, I appreciate it from the point of doing something for the character of Theo. I like the idea of we don't see enough representation of like disability in general on television, but like something like a deaf character who gets a perspective episode is pretty cool. Um I do agree the other bits were particularly contrived at times, though, and I see your frustration. My favourite bit, though, which was like I kind of, this kind of annoys me, but it shouldn't because this happens with people, you know, verbal people all the time. Was a bit where Theo walks into a room and there's no one else in the room, and then um, sign languages him to himself like, "What the fuck was that?" or something like that. It's like I don't know who you were signing to. But But again, I guess people just talk to themselves all the time in TV as well. So I really can't be angry at you for doing that. Mm. That's very interesting. Um, I mean,
1: I talk to my... Am I crazy? I talk to myself. Do people
0: sign to themselves though?
1: It's how they communicate. Why would it be any different?
0: That's what I mean, and that's why it was like my initial thought was like, "Who are you signing to?" But then I was like, "Well, wait a second. This happens in TV all the time, and I (laughs) sometimes it's annoying, but a lot of times I let it go. I should really let this one go as well." Um, But I I do, I, I do get what you're saying. I think it is, it's, but again, much like the show, I think its ambition is better than its execution if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. thematically I think I like a lot of what this show wants to do I don't think it necessarily pulled it off particularly well and maybe Mm. again and this is going for something different because Hush is not about anybody with a disability but there's been the best one of the best shows Buffy episodes ever was a non-verbal episode it's been done incredibly well before you're living in, in the shadow of that episode. <laughs> it also made One of the best episodes of
1: television history ever. Like, yeah.
0: Like like seriously one of the best episodes <gasps> yeah. of television At ever. At every
1: point they're aiming <laughs> for things that are like the best of. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And
0: again, I, I appreciate its ambition. Yeah. I yeah. don't think its execution is always as good as it and why why mm. is why is Hush so good? Because it makes character sense for these people to be well they contextualize it for the context- entire exactly. cast, yes. Where, yeah. So it's like it, yeah that's that, that's what frustrates me when a show Goes out of its way to try and do something like this, and fails miserably in my in my opinion because they they're like shoehorning this concept yeah into the show and into the characters and making characters make decisions that they just wouldn't make and they haven't been making consistently. Where I can literally give you examples of why they when they haven't done this exact thing yeah, and it's like and that really frustrated me as a show. And again, I enjoyed watching this show, but it's like but. That episode, like, I feel like that episode is going to be talked about as this great episode. Was like, well, no, it wasn't. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes the shows that you know can be better or know are doing a lot of things right. And when they make, like, obvious silly mistakes are the most Mm -hmm. frustrating. Mm -hmm. It's not the ones that were never good. They're like, mm-hmm. oh well, I just hate that show and i watched it again. Yes, it's the ones like that you, you look at "There's so much I enjoy here, but for some reason, it's frustrating me. It's just not working." There, I always have a big reaction to those. Also, shows. like the, one of my favorite things about the show is, you know, the conversations and the talking and stuff that people, the, sure, the dialogue, having, the dialogue, and then they do that where I can't, they can't have a conversation at all. It's like, yeah. Anyway, can I talk about like some of the stuff character-wise that was frustrating me though? Mm-hmm. A good example of that was like Mabel and. Was the guy who got out of jail's name? Oscar? Oscar.
1: Is that right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just wish there was a little bit more explanation about that. That's a particularly weird little love romance that they got going that also wasn't particularly compelling. It's like they get, they see each other for the first time in 10 years since he's been in jail, accused of the murder of one of their best friends mm. who was also his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. immediately is like, I've been thinking about you for 10 years in jail. And she's been, like, I've been thinking about you too. Let's start making good there other- like- <gasps> There's, There's got to be some awkwardness and more tension around that. There has to be a conflicting feeling there because there's the dead friend that they both had that was in between all that, plus the Tim Croner situation. But no, they just start making it like, they were always waiting mm. for each other also, on the other like, side. There was it, a bit was of like, a flashback where maybe there was half a look. Sure, but, but it's the, still even complex. that. But that's what I'm saying. It's like there was even like there was like half a look, but that's all there was. Yeah. There was zero explanation about why oh, they both felt so strongly about each other. It was like drama, real good character, compelling drama was left just sitting on the table. Yeah, it's like it's right there, guys. And the fact that you're not going there makes me less invested in them. I don't care about them at all. Because you haven't given me any reason to care about their situation, I don't know if you agree with that at all, Damascus.
1: No, I was just marveling. It was like having the same person just yelling at themselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. So I
1: didn't want to interrupt the beauty of that that moment. Um, once again, at least
0: we're consistent with our character.
1: This is true. Once again, I I see what you're saying. Didn't bother me. Didn't bother me at all. I was like, so Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. I mean I was I did think, oh, he's been in jail for a crime he didn't commit for ten years and apparently has no trauma about yes. that situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. I see what you're saying. I don't disagree with you. I just don't have the the passion about it, I guess. I'm like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Moving on.
0: Can I talk about something I enjoyed about the show? Yes. I enjoyed the the I've and this is more about the way the show was made. Weirdly, I've been talking about how the show thinks the way the show was made has annoyed me. I very much enjoyed the each episode narration being like, a different a, character being a different character in a different and in the style of a podcast. Yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. It was very it was like I really enjoyed that. And like at the start of each episode different people yeah, it was really I liked that a lot. It was a really well It was a good framing device. Good framing device. Again, I don't think they did enough with it, but it was a good framing device. Um so, I mean, I, oh, I need to ask you guys what the ending of the season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why was. Yeah, the start of the season. <laughs> why was Oliver and Charles. Why were Oliver and Charles arrested? Because they were seeing the. They, they're all suspects at the moment because yeah. they were in the same. Why room. were they arrested? Because they're suspects. Why were they arrested? Why were they let out in handcuffs as a suspect? Like yes, I makes it makes sense for Mabel to be done, done like that, but they were found there. They yeah, they, they were, were standing there too. in the doorway. Why why did they have to be arrested? I think that Could they not I have think just walked no. The police is not taking them to the police no, if station? No, they, if, they, if they suspect that you are someone who has just murdered somebody, they're going to handcuff you on the way back to the... <laughs> I just don't think there's any proof to suspect that those two just murdered that person, though. They were there. They're
1: there in the room.
0: They're in the room. They're, the room, <laughs> they're known they,
1: associates of Mabel, close They're known close associates friends. of Mabel. They were okay. all there.
0: I don't know that just felt like we also don't know the what the call idea. was. If the police were told there was something going on, maybe that said, "I know these people have just killed." Sure, uh, that's fair enough. I think it's there's like, a pl- there's enough reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was not even on my list. Of I don't know concerns. for some reason I just thought of that. I'm like, why were they arrested? No, that because makes it makes sense. sense for Mabel to be arrested, but
1: but so like because I'm just gonna. Was it Oliver and Charles? They burst in and see Mabel, and then yeah. after that, at the point the police arrive, yes, Is that right? they, they literally yeah.
0: afterwards. follow them in basically. But they didn't see they they were in the room before the police would have seen them in the room. Yeah, okay. Um, Another little character thing that stood out to me that I wish had been there been more of it was Charles's anxiety nosebleeds. Mm. Like he seemed pretty sociable most of the time, and it comes up in two extremely convenient points that he's got a nosebleed. I wish it happened more frequently. I wish it was it really was a part of the character more. Yeah, I forgot what that meant. It happened Mm. once when they needed the guy to faint Faint. because of blood. And then the next time we see it is because he realised that Jan had been lying to him, which was fine, but it was like it didn't really inform the character's loneliness the way that they think they think it did. It Mm. needed to happen more frequently. It needed to be a mystery earlier on. It needed to be something that happened... The first time that Oliver comes and talks to him while he's sitting at the dime watching the podcast. You know what I mean? It needs to be happening again when Mabel then sits down with them. Yeah. Because he's if the idea is that he can get anxious in these social settings, then make it happen. Don't just do it one time to get the guy to faint. And then one other time because you realize you forgot to include any other time. It's just like, ah, again, it's just like, I get what you were going for boy did you mess up the execution it almost made me wonder sometimes cuz i really think the half hour times was a good length but sometimes it felt like episodes were meant to be 45 minutes and they got cut down and they kept having to like strip material away and like take out it felt the- like the season felt like that to me mm. i cuz i didn't know that there was only what 10 episodes in the season mm-hmm. mm. i didn't know there was only 10 episodes and i i was watching week by week and season episode 9 came out and then and then Broad announced on the podcast that you go next week. You're gonna review Only Murders in the Building. I'm like, but there's still at least three or four episodes before this <laughs> show's done. How are you gonna do that? And I looked it up. I'm like, oh. And then the, the last episode just felt rushed. It, like it, it came out of nowhere for me. Like the, so like I felt like the season felt like it could have been longer for me. I don't know. Just like that last revelation of of her mm-hmm. being the murderer and everything just felt very rushed. Do you think, going back to the mystery for a second, do you think it was a f it was fair game? Do you think we were meant to be able to figure out who did it? Beyond the clues that we have as people who understand how like TV and storytelling works? I mean, the bassoon cleaner, maybe. That, you, that, that was being thrown around for episodes. It was. Mm. Um that could have been if you knew what that was. Mm-hmm. Um I mean the one that annoys me is Charles says in the last episode, it's like your your bassoon sounded different on the night of the murder. It sounded recorded. Yeah. So I went back to the first episode to see if you could tell that, and there's absolutely no fucking way you could tell that there was it sounded any different to any other time you heard it. Yeah. It's like that's why I'm, that, that frustrates me too. Is it's like it's not really fair game if I can't know that. Yeah. It's like and we wouldn't notice that. Either, like if you because we hadn't heard the bassoon yet in the show, so mm. make it sound it like is a recording. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, but make oh, it sound yeah. like a recording. We're exactly. not going to make the connection until we go back and go, Oh, it does sound different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's you want this to be a show that you can go back and re watch and see the clues. Yes, exactly right. And but that's what frustrated they didn't, me. Too. I don't think there was that. No, in this show. No, Damascus, do you have anything else you <laughs> want to talk about? Damascus really enjoyed this show for the show. And we're, yeah, we're like, I mean, it's that's a murder the mystery. Thing. It's got to be a murder mystery. Yeah,
1: I think. Like, I really want to meet you where you guys are in terms of just, like, the passion level. And I guess this is a criticism of the show, I guess. I don't know. I just... I'm fine with it. I don't have anything to complain about, but I also don't have anything to, like, rave about or, like, to come at you with disagreements. I was just like, I personally had a good time. Um, I liked what the show was doing. Yes, I agree. It could have done so much better on so many different levels, but... I don't know, maybe I'm just in a really happy place. <laughs> I, don't I think, no, it's I think
0: the reason I'm so passionate about this is because – I've been living alone in isolation for a year <laughs> and haven't had anyone to talk to about oh, yeah, anything I've been in watching. She WA. She's got yeah, a life outside you're, of this. You're seeing people. Yeah. Like, it's 27 like
1: degrees show. today. Last weekend, I was on a boat. Like, you know, things <laughs> are just like, happening for me. You
0: live with his life. But yeah, we're <laughs> locked inside. And I had no one to talk to about the shows I've been watching. Yeah. I'd Actually, this is making
1: a whole lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I, let, I do want to... But the problem is, I can only reiterate, it's like... I had such a good time with Martin Short and like mm. little things like there's a bit where he um, is like they're, they're talking to Sting right they're they're trying to they're trying to get like some information out of Sting and like then Sting's like oh my god yes it was me I did kill him and just the way Martin Short just like is pulling his like <laughs> lapel mic closer yeah, yeah. or yeah. just sidling closer his fucking um, physical comedy is so yeah. good it's so like, good like he is an absolute star in this show and any anytime mm-hmm. that oliver was on screen i was having a good time basically i really wanted yeah. I mean, there's other things in the show that felt like they're going to be important that just didn't come back like the gut milk like that would just felt that ended up just being i think a joke. i think it was just an ongoing joke i never thought it was gonna be more than that it was it's just like a- it's like because it, it was always in the scene like there was always sure. the gut milk in the scene there's always hey, this- maybe that'll be why what's her face was murdered in season two maybe she didn't pay a gut milk bill or something like that and the Lady the in the basement gith- killed her. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I mean yeah. that. That's that's where we're left. We're left with a mystery. Look, Look, who we've, killed if Bunny. we've just called it, <laughs> oh, I, I I personally think it's. I'm a. Oh no, we'll talk about that when we get to uh, final thoughts.
1: Oh wait, that's okay. One thing that I was like, oh, that's stupid. Was um, in the final episode when Bunny comes up and talks to yes. Mabel, and oh, yes. and Mabel's like. Fuck you, you piece of shit, I'll fucking kill you. Like the, re- <laughs> the reaction is so insane. I like it happened and Angela and I looked at each other and we're like, well that was really intense. Like it was just so like, yes, that woman is a cunt, absolutely. But we've never seen that amount of like vitriol and anger I expressed. The best sentence I've
0: ever heard. That woman's a cunt, absolutely. The <laughs> 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 best sentence I've ever heard. My mm, catchphrase. She, I think she said, how does it feel to be the most hated woman, pers- woman in the building, yeah. you grumpy Your bitch, bitch or something like yeah. that? yeah. And, and I also was like, ah. Oh, it wasn't until afterwards like, oh, okay. That's they need why. to set up for the yeah. murder. It just but, doesn't feel like Mabel's character. But no, it just felt <laughs> no. so unnecessary. Yeah. 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 It was, oh. It's so,
1: like, like cruel. If, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, just because like, she's mean doesn't mean you have to go also, there well. If also, Oliver had said also, it, it would have
0: made sense. And he was standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Bunny... I didn't hate Bunny. She's not wrong a lot of the time about this stuff. Like, pay your fucking bills. And, mm-hmm. like, you are causing a nuisance. You're breaking into people's apartments every second episode. <laughs> These people are fucking menaces. <laughs> She's not wrong. I never hated yeah. Bunny. And I don't think that the show... That's the problem, too, is mm. that if you're going to say that line, you have to get to the point where I agree with that vitriol. And I just didn't. Yeah. Bunny didn't deserve to be called... That. I just
1: liked her as a character. I was like, "Well, she makes yeah. me laugh whenever we have like a building meeting." I'm like, "Oh, cool! We're gonna see everyone, and Bunny's gonna be an arsehole. and that's great."
0: hundred um, percent agree. Yeah. There's also some things in this that didn't make sense to me. Like, didn't like there were just coincidences that happened that like didn't make. The, the example just came to my mind in the episode where they go into Nathan Lane's apartment and Mabel finds the secret. Door to the room full of things. Mm. How did she know that was going to open? She didn't. She was just looking. She looks at the. She looks at. She looks at the plinth. Moves it, and the door opens. She. She. I think she was from memory. She was knocking, and she knew it was hollow. And then, how did she know it was hollow? I don't know. It's like the things like that. It's like okay. Spend a little time. You're right. When you're talking about 45 minutes cut down to half an hour. Yeah. Maybe there was a reason. Maybe there was scuff marks on the ground or something that she could see that, you know, this door, there could be a door. Yeah. Little things like that. It's like... Just attention did, to detail. Attention to detail. Yeah. Especially in a murder mystery show. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I guess That's it. my point. It's like there was things that just happened rather than there being explanations for it. It's like... I know I sound passionate like I hated this show, but I enjoyed it. It's, you're, 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 you're doing what I do, Liam, which is where it's... I'm conflicted. I'm just conflicted. Because it hurts more because you know the show has more in it. It has so much potential to yeah. be amazing and there's so many good parts of it. Here yep, okay. are my final thoughts. But the, the, <laughs> po- the, problem, the problem is, though, it's harder to talk about the good stuff when it's just like, that was a well-delivered line. Yeah. That yeah. was a good performance in that particular moment. Yep. When that's... Like, moment to moment, you can enjoy it and be frustrated mm. by the overall effect, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's lesser than the sum of its parts. If I fucking said it. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Do you guys have any side notes? Liam, you didn't write anything down, so I'm no. pretty sure I just constantly brought them up. as <laughs> <can. laughs> Damask, do you have any side notes?
1: Um, I love that Jan didn't feel the need to clean the knife she used to stab herself and just chucked it in <laughs> the vent. She's like... It's well, fine. she
0: stabbed herself, so she was in a hurry.
1: But she certainly has gone back to her apartment at some stage since then and she would have cleaned the knife. It also no, she frustrates
0: hadn't. me. It also frustrates me that she, well, no, she, she she's hidden it there. She would have been able to like there's gonna be a time when he she to. No, she went back with Charles into Charles time. apartment. The only time she left was to go to her bassoon thing. maybe. I don't think she had been so- back to the apartment.
1: Oh, okay, all right. That's I just thought it was—it was very so. So she stabbed herself. She's walked over to the wall. Blood's not going anywhere. She's throwing the thing into yeah. the vet and then waddling back to the to main entryway of her yeah, apartment yeah. and then lying down. Seven.
0: Yeah, just, yeah. It's silly. It be, yeah, there's yeah. little things
1: like that that I'm like, okay, hundred oh, percent. All right. Yeah. Um, um,
0: she also could have just left the fucking knife next to her after she got stabbed. Like, if the, someone attacked her and then just dropped the knife, even if it was her own knife. Yeah, it's like her fingerprint's like, going to be on it. It's her were, knife. If they were already in the... Yeah, apartment. in the house and grabbed mm. one of her knives and stabbed her with it. I mean, better than bringing your own weapon, which might be tied back to you. Yeah. So it doesn't make her instantly the killer. Yeah. And wear gloves. It doesn't make it instantly suspicious. She yeah. could have just left it next to her. Yes, but how would they figure out she stabbed herself it's, it's, in the That's in the, the vent, problem. You know it's what the mean? fact yeah. that she hid it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It also frustrated me, though, that she, when she choose, chose to hide it like that, mm. whether or not she could have got back to it or not, right? which is an interesting point. When you look at the Tim Kono murder... She made she had him dispose of the fucking evidence. Like she she didn't keep it for a keepsake or anything like that. Yeah. She didn't hide it. She got rid of it. Cause she was smarter than that. It's like that's what's again, it, it's it it doesn't make sense from a character point of view. Anything else to mask?
1: Um Jane Lynch as Steve Martin's body double was just a silly gag that I enjoyed. It and it yes. tickled me yeah. every... Like, her as yeah. that character was, was just great. Yeah, and the um, idea
0: that she was stealing his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just the kind of, like, bravado that Jane Lynch can bring to a scene. Like, that kind of also, swagger. Like, just makes Martin me laugh.
0: Martin Short's reaction with <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> my God. Them, yeah. I lost like, it. Whatever you've to-
1: done, it's too much.
0: <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah, it <was>
1: great. <laughs> oh, it's funny yeah um and just like for everyone at home whether you thought this show was great or you hated it um i think we can all agree the chemistry between steve martin and martin short is fabulous so if you haven't yeah. already or you haven't in a long time please watch the three amigos
0: i'm gonna have to watch that again it has it's, been a long long it's, time it's it's very
1: funny and
0: yeah
1: who's oh, the third amigo in that chevy chase
0: oh wow yeah should watch that again yeah
1: so i feel like it's the only chevy chase film that i actually like because um, I can't deal with National lampoons; it's too stressful.
0: For me to watch Fletch for a long time, I hear that's pretty good. Um, that's the one people talk about as being sort of underappreciated of his. Mm. Um, little observations. You were talking about how like, they were tied up in the van and stuff like that at the end of episode yeah. six or seven or whatever it was. How uh, did they both get tied up? That's the, the bit I couldn't figure out. How did <laughs> Theo overpower both Mabel and Oliver, tie them up and get them into a van? Did he I have mean, a I guess, weapon? I if he had a gun, sure, but he didn't have a gun and he I saw guess you on him. tie up Mabel first because Martin Short's <laughs> going to be the weakest of the two. <laughs> yeah. Martin Short is part. just sure. screaming. Yeah. But yeah. like, I, I, it takes you, one of you to get past him to go and call the police. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not that hard. And the yeah. fact that seeing them just cut from, we can't get through this door to being tied in the back of the van, I was like, you need to prove to me how we got to that yeah, point. That, that, that was so stupid. That frustrated me. Um, getting Nathan Lane cast as an investor in a Broadway flop is a very, very cute very little funny. detail. <laughs> very I loved the reverse uh, producers on that. And in general, as soon as Nathan Lane was in the show, was like, you beauty, I'm in. I love Nathan yeah, Lane. Yeah. He yeah. can do no wrong. And he was fantastic in this as well. Uh, absolutely Just
1: seeing movie. him and Martin Short talk about all the like terrible theatre ideas yes. was... Mwah. Like Splash absolutely. the musical, the tragic... The tragedy of the pool not working and
0: oh, the and men just all, dying. All the chorus boys just going because <laughs> they're committed. That was one of the best scenes. And, like, again, uh, yeah. Martin Short just being fantastic, but him explaining, mm. like, each one of them just, like... <laughs> the oh, bone crunching, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. There's some very good writing in this. And at the same time, some very bad writing in some this. Very bad writing, too. Uh, just a couple of musings. I assume Oscar is getting a massive payout for being wrongly convicted and in prison for 10 years, right? Like, that kid is going to be a millionaire. Yeah,
1: Yeah, if he's got a lawyer, he's going to do pretty well, I reckon.
0: Absolutely. And I'll tell you what I wish they did, and I would love them to do for season two, is actually have a a companion podcast that goes with this show. Wouldn't have to be longer than five to ten minutes per episode, but, like, every time an episode comes out, have a little five-minute, like, episode of, only members in the building. The podcast. Yeah, I just think it'd be so much That'd fun. That'd be fun,
1: and yeah, you could, like, absolutely, you could
0: see little like clues and details in there that you could look back on later on. It mm. would just be <gasps> a perfect yeah. extra level that would make the show that much more fun to watch. I they, love that. It's like this. I think that right there is a good example of what this show could. There's so much potential for this show. Yeah, absolutely, that they've just mm, they just haven't hit the mark on it. Uh, all right, what were our favourite and least favourite episodes? Liam, what was your least favourite episode? I think you know. It would have been episode <laughs> seven, seven, The Boy From 6B. Yeah. Mm. For all the reasons mentioned. All the reasons mentioned above. Please see you, Bob. Uh, um,
1: I think I'm going to go with episode six because we spend a lot of time with Detective Williams, but then like, and she does like this big thing, but then like we don't really deal with that or like get to spend any more time with her. And I was like, oh, I would have liked to like, what are the, Real consequences of that. Um, so I guess that one, yeah.
0: On that, gonna, on that point, Rod, you didn't. You were talking. You said you wanted to talk about that. I will. Well, about- well, I'll bring it up now because I don't want to do too much. But dishonorable mention went to episode six to protect and serve. The idea of the cop sending the fucking amateur podcast people real fucking evidence <laughs> drives me insane. Yeah. There is no <laughs> reasonable explanation why any decent cop. Would do that. I don't care what your home life situation is with your new baby on the way. Get fucked that any cop would do that. And that's the sort of shit that makes me, like, makes me not want to care about the show. Mm. It can't even get that shit right. Like, it just does not make sense. And I, 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 I you, you cannot follow the show when it's doing crap like that. It, drove me insane. It is a terrible, terrible choice. And it was a terribly written episode and I hated it. But that wasn't my least favorite episode.
1: <laughs> oh no. Oh <laughs> That's no. A, it's also
0: very this show's beautiful. I think it looks really good. At times. Mm. Oh actually something else about that episode though, episode six I didn't like, was the this they were doing this thing with Mabel about how, well, true crime, you know, maybe it's unethical because it affects people's real lives. Because I'm talking about the Mabel situation and how it's it's real for her and Oscar. Mm. But they do that like they just half do it. It's like do it for real or don't do it at all. This is what I mean. This is what I mean by this. Make show a joke been longer, of it or m- don't worry about it. Like if you want to bring this stuff up, do episodes about do it. Do it. It, it properly. Make a story about it. Don't rush it all into 10 episodes. Especially if and you're going to tell me life. that this affects real people and the cop's going to give the fucking amateur people a fucking phone. Anyway, uh, episode five, <laughs> twist. Sure. How is that not your the, the least favourite episode? Okay, I want to hear. I'm yeah, excited. good lord. I'm excited to hear what you twist. It, it was, that was, so that was, uh, episode six was terrible for those little inclusions, right? The episode five, twist, which is the one beforehand, where Mabel is being followed by a tie-dye guy who turns out to be Oscar who follows her into a fucking... Uh, alleyway who then they get in the car and drive together and have that awful, I've been thinking about you for 10 years stuff. They figure out that it wasn't the Manhattan bridge or whatever, Washington bridge. It was this guy over and wherever it was in the boondocks or whatever and blah, blah, blah. That whole episode was trash. It was so poorly written. It had no flow. It was clunky as fuck. It was, they arrive at the place and then Oscar says, just leave it alone. I don't want to know about this anymore. And all of it, it was like, it was like a first draft. It was so poorly written. Mm. The entire thing. It was like, while the episode six was offensive because of the bad choices it was making, to me that episode was just terrible from a... On every level, the whole way through, it was like this was just not considered well at all and should never have made it past to the stage of being filmed. I thought the script was just that bad for that entire episode. <laughs> favourite episode? What was your favourite episode, Liam? <laughs> What nice. do we hear? Damascus like the episode? Yeah, yeah. Was mine episode was six. episode six. Um, it's just I'm, that Brad I'm,
1: hated it more than me, so it sounded like I'm, I'm,
0: I'm torn between two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think the last episode is was probably my favorite, even though like the very like you know the very ending frustrated me there. And the last episode was great because with the explanation and everything, also um, Steve Martin's performance, like physical comedy in this in this episode was very funny. Um, In episode 10. In episode 10. Yeah. yeah. that's ex- Yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. It was very good. Like that that whole idea of him being drugged up and mm. trying to get around in that part where he gets up and makes a speech, but then isn't making the speech. <laughs> <laughs> like, even though I saw that joke yeah, coming. Yeah, we I all saw was, that joke. We all home. saw it coming. They still nailed it. It was hilarious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and also, Amy. Sorry, what's that Ryan. Song? Ryan. Amy ryan going a little bit manic and that was really cool as well i I like that Mm -hmm. um and also i really enjoyed the the true crime fans episode where they're in the room with them and everyone's like trying to give it having opinions on and, and like you and showing like the idea of these fans getting involved and and having the theories and stuff. I don't know. I just it also really enjoyed felt them. like so, they were addressing the mystery of the murder exactly pro- properly yeah, yeah. for the exactly. first that's time. Probably, in a that's while. probably it. Right? It was like, like they put all on the board and they started like examining it and yeah. like remembering that this was a murder show too. And like, and that also was like, they felt like okay, they're the people that are actually involved. You know, listening to podcasts and stuff. It went back to the premise of the show. Yeah, being like these three podcast fans were mm-hmm. doing this, and it's like okay, yeah, I, I, they found more people like them, and then, oh, mm-hmm. they're a little bit weird. And they also found it a good way to not have a kid come into the apartment um, because of their fourth one. only so they had to go to school or something. Um, so they wouldn't have a child in the apartment with them. <laughs> um, yeah, they, I, re, I re enjoy the episode a lot. Damask, what was your favourite episode?
1: Um, I've kind of got two. So it's episode three and four, just because of like moments in each episode. So we've sure. got um, just watching Steve Martin try to inform the cat guy that he's being recorded just mm-hmm. made me laugh. Like the moments mm-hmm. where they're just genuinely terrible at what they're doing were like my yeah. favourite. So we've got Was that- it like,
0: say anything if you consent? It's like, no, thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, And then... You know, the other episode we've got the gang bringing Sting a turkey, which is just yes. absolutely nonsensical. Um, and yeah, we've obviously got that great stuff with Martin. Did not
0: mention that Sting is definitely a vegan, right? Like, they yes. As that, soon as they did that, that, I was
1: like, "He's a but fucking." They never
0: mentioned it.
1: Yeah. He's like He's famously, like he a- yeah.
0: Obviously vegan. vegan, but they never mm. mentioned the fact that they brought him a turkey. Hilarious. Like, like he wouldn't want it because he's vegan. Yeah. <laughs> just, that made no sense to me.
1: Uh, but, yeah, no, I just, I really enjoyed the moments when, yeah, they were trying to be good investigators and podcasters, but just not good and falling mm. on their asses. They were, they were cute moments for me.
0: I want to agree with you that episode four, at that point, was my favourite episode when I got to it. I think the chemistry and, like, the buffoonery is really good. The idea of, like, going to Cinder Canning, Sarah yeah. Koenig... Seeing her mm. in her office, seeing her... Surre- like Tina Fey I thought was great in that role. The joke of her having all these interns that were just like her and wanting to be mm. like her I thought was really great. Her suggesting the turkey and then them going like, we have to come up with our own turkey. And then they're like, oh, we just went with turkey in the end. <laughs> it <was> just, like, <laughs> just like that was very funny to me. I thought this, all the stuff with Sting was really good. I was surprised by that too because when Sting came up in episode three, I was like, oh, fuck, this is cringy. And then to use him... For a really good episode, the next episode, I thought, oh, this is this is pretty good, actually. I enjoyed that one a lot. I I it, didn't hate episode seven as much as you did. I think I appreciate its, again, its ambition, even if its execution wasn't great. But my favorite episode was episode 10. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the silliness of that episode really gave the finale some fantastic energy. The stuff with Steve that Steve Martin was doing, 100% agree with all that. I thought Martin Short was fantastic throughout the episode as well. It was just an elevator a really good- joke. The going up and down the elevator was very That was funny. very, very cute. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was the sort of stuff that I feel like the show just got a little bit messy in the middle. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like they had a really good idea on how to start the season, a really good idea about how to end a season. And then right in the middle of it got very lost, very, very, very lost mm. in yeah. its own concept and didn't really know what to do and fucked around for a bunch of times, which is where most of our bad episodes are, I think. Yeah. Uh, predictions, hopes, and concerns. Do we have any predictions, hopes, concerns going into season two, which has been confirmed to be coming? Um, I think it's going to very quickly. It's my prediction, and also a concern. Very quickly, be they're not going to be in trouble. Oh at yeah! The start of the season. Very quickly, and they're not going to. They're be going really, to be cleared. They're going to be cleared murder. very quickly. Yeah. Uh I mean. Yeah, that's one that's my two prediction episodes concern. It's going to be Mabel by the end in of the prison fir- the entire by the end season. of the first episode they're going to be back in the apartments. Yes.
1: My hope is that um so Mabel I think the gents will be cleared mm-hmm. and Mabel will be you know in jail or whatever until like a and trial or whatever. And so they've got it. like an emotional connection um to a huge motivation to solve it, so we we'll might see you know Mabel in jail chatting to the boys, being like, "Help me! I need help!" And they'll be running around the city trying to figure out what happened, which I think will be but a great how dynamic. long?
0: You're gonna keep Selena Gomez in uh, in jail for the in entire season? In an orange season? jumpsuit?
1: Maybe. I mean, no. she might get out on bail or something. I don't know.
0: They'll 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 get her out because there's no way they're gonna keep Selena Gomez. You behind reckon? plexiglass for the entire season. Oh, they'll, nice. they'll absolutely reboot Brazos. Brazos, They'll do a reboot of Brazos because that's what shows do now is reboots. Mm-hmm. You could see them doing a thing where, yeah, they get pulled because in different especially directions. Especially now that he's... Oh, the part is getting like... He wants to make a show that's based off the original podcast season. Brazos is coming back. And then Mabel is like her relationship with Oscar or something like that. And so that's like, they want to do the podcast together, but their lives are becoming more complicated because they've got other people and things in them again. And then ultimately they're going to come back together to solve the mystery. As they, I think
1: like, obviously Tina Fey's character is doing the podcast on them. I don't think they'll necessarily be doing the podcast themselves.
0: I think they will. I think they'll... They're going to have to. They've built into too much. But I like the idea of the competing podcast. Or like Tina Fey is almost the bad guy. Yeah. It's mm. like... Tina Fey doing the bad... She's so good. She she plays bad people really well. Yeah. Also, why was she there? Maybe she killed him. Maybe. Killed her. My prediction is that one of the super fans of the podcast did. To, to keep the show going because now it was over... Um, something like that. It was one of the super Which fans. one? I don't know which one. Probably the the main one, but I, I couldn't say, you know, the, the one who was the most involved, yeah, the one who did the he's, voiceover. He's one of the ones of, um, he's one of the Daily Show correspondents. Oh, right. Okay. That's my prediction. It's going to be, end up being one of the, that might've confronted Bonnie, might've seen Mabel having her thing with her outside. Because she's, she's also wearing well. one of the jumpers. She's also wearing one of the tie-dye, the promo sh- tie-dye things. So my prediction ahead of the season even being fucking filmed. <laughs> See, that was like, that That whole idea of the tie-dye jumper yeah. was a good use of the mystery trope thing. Whereas, like, the whole idea of Chekhov's gun, if you're going to show a gun in a scene mm-hmm. in the first act, it needs to go off in the last act, right? Mm-hmm. The whole idea of this that like he's selling the the merch and everything, mm. so that's the reason that this person has a tie dye shirt like that was really I thought that was really quite that that's good riding there, but I think they should have done more of that in the show, and that's probably the biggest issue. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, aka at Shawnee Boy Draws, our theme song and bumpers from Lucas Hyle of Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You can also find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at b bgordas, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. You
1: can find me on Twitter at double o.
0: Liam, uh, you can find me on... Instagram at Liam G Draws or Twitch at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Liam Draws underscore. I know it's annoying. They're all different because <laughs> I got that very late, and I'm also on Instagram at Liam Gordas. But <laughs> just to keep it, I might, me, need to, might need to bring this in. Also, the podcast Shit days podcast on all good podcasting. And when is um when are you doing arcade? Arcane Arcade. Arcane Arcade uh, is going to be every second Wednesday uh, from this Wednesday coming. So it's the 27th. And then yep. fortnightly from then until we finish the campaign. Cool. Beautiful. What Place time again? That's 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Very good. Nailed it. Yes.
1: I, <laughs> look at the story. But, it, look at the character is progression. It daylight Savings Time?
0: P.M. it is Daylight yeah, Savings yeah. Time,
1: yeah. Is it? Yep. So you wouldn't sure like is. Google 730 A E S T like no. a normal human?
0: A E D T. A E D T. Ah, okay. Alright, yeah. right. cool. Next episode, we'll be back to discuss Squid Game Season One. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye everybody. And so
1: completely. Here's a cool fact.